0: On tonight's episode of Locked on Lightning, we recap the Lightning's first trip back up to Canada for the first time since they were in the bubble in 2020. We'll talk about the Maple Leafs game, how really, at least for me and I'm sure some Lightning fans, there was a lot of expectations, high expectations actually, about how the Lightning were going to come into this game. How they were going to perform against a big, uh, against a good team who, you know, I stayed on the last episode, and I'll get into this into the show uh, when we started off. But really, I just want to preface this by saying, I mean, this was just a weird game for Toronto Maple Leafs uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Excuse me. Uh, Just very surprising outcome at the same time not surprising i'll explain that more and also on today's show we'll also be discussing the 5-3 win on saturday against the ottawa senators so please like and subscribe to this podcast follow us wherever podcasts are available once again we and always we always like to thank you guys for making us the first listen of your day of your night if you're decompressing after work or if you're just going to work Thank you. Thank you for always being there and supporting the show. And you can follow us on social media at LO underscore lightning on Twitter and lockdown underscore lightning on Instagram. So without further ado, let's play that music. of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. What's up, everybody? If you're listening to this on Monday night, we're dropping a little late, but wouldn't be locked on lightning without doing a little bit of what I have affectionately called these late night episodes as fireside chats. If you've been a fan of the show since its inception, you know you would be no stranger to these fireside chats as we did many of them after uh, playoff games and the bubble, especially 2020. And we did them. We'll just do them from time to time just because, you know, th- that's just the way the schedule works for us here. And it's ironic in a way or coincidental or whatever the word or phrase or adjective or just word from the English language that you would like to use to describe how I open up the show with that is that really the fireside chats are the main reason of the 2020 run in the bubble and the lightning are up in Canada for the first time since that run. They're up in Toronto for the first time since they went up there. They beat the Islanders. And then they went to this uh, to Edmonton to play Dallas. So... Or vice versa. I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I. But really the more important thing is that... Really the expectations as I, I kind of hinted at in, in the cold open. Is the expectations were high for this two game slot up in Canada and the reason four is because the Lightning looked like in that last game against Washington that they were starting to get things together now yeah it was only a 3-2 win but it was a big 3-2 win you know let's discuss that you know Washington is a very good team I mean we've we've went at full length about that in the preview episode about leading up to that game but you know, and, and on the other side of that, the, the Lightning haven't really gotten off to a good start by their standards. And so this was kind of a, a good way for them to kind of start a, a winning streak after we'll start a long winning streak after ending the month of October with a two game win streak against. Yeah. I mean, we could we could agree to disagree that maybe these were not the highest on the, the food chain of NHL teams in terms of of skill I mean you had Pittsburgh yes who you beat 5-1 which you should have beat 5-1 and then also even before that you had Buffalo who let's face it they got off to a good start and people are gonna have to start respecting that team because it doesn't look like they're gonna to let up anytime soon but well they're starting to falter a little bit which I kind of predict it but still in that moment in time Buffalo is in second place, and you have to take a team like that seriously. So Lightning got off, uh, ended the month of October on a good note, looking to start the month of November on a good note, and they did just that. And really, what I spoke about on the last episode, if you listened to the last episode, if you haven't, please go ahead and listen to that. What I spoke about on the last episode is that the interesting thing for a team when they're still trying to get their act together and still trying to get into the groove of things and really find their identity. Because, let's face it, yes, they might be bringing back a majority of the team. And, and I'm not just talking about the Lightning. I'm just talking about an NHL team in general. When an NHL team starts the season, regardless of there has been a huge turnover in personnel on the ice or there it's the same old cast and crew that, you know, that team is known for and has... That you still have to get the ball moving. You still have to get your mojo, and regardless of who's on the ice for you, uh, whether it's the, the same group of guys that we saw last year, you know every team in the first month and a half kind of has to refine themselves because, yes, you know you have the preseason to kind of get things going, but at the same time. We all know that really a lot of those veterans aren't going to be playing as much. So really, a lot of the responsibility to get the ball moving is in practice and to get that chemistry going again. And yes, a lot of these guys have been playing with each other for years most notably on the Lightning. But still, it it takes a while. It takes a while to adjust to what the other teams are throwing at you as well. Uh, This is the first time in two seasons in which the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing a full 82-game season. They get to see everybody this year for the first time since 2019, 2020. So it's a little bit of an adjustment period that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going through. And that's why I said that going up to Canada in the midst of a three-game winning streak would have been very interesting to see how this team would adjust with a little bit of a layoff, playing a game on a Monday and then going there on a Thursday. But going up there on the road and, and kind of being away from home for a little bit and we kind of saw the first effects from of that and how this team seemed from the get-go even though they were leading for a majority of the game they weren't really in sync they weren't as in sync as maybe one one might have thought you know I, I really thought if and I spoke I, I like to speak very highly of this team. i I firmly believe in the talent and the names on the back of the sweaters regardless of the line combinations. I really feel like there is such an even amount of talent to spread around to where really and I've stated this on on the show in the past that it, it really doesn't matter how you line up things so really in this game, the Lightning just, I, if we're going to sum up this this Toronto game, what happened was the Lightning just failed to get the ball going. They just failed to, to light the fire, to get the spark. Now, I have heavily criticized this team for sc- not scoring first, especially all season, as well as you know in the past, because when this team scores, they are one of the best teams in the league. And... They play a lot better when they're able to jump on an opponent early on in a game. Now, they did score in the first period. Pat Maroon gets his first goal of the season as well as Corey Perry gets his first point. So that's a positive from this game, you know, because those two guys, especially Corey Perry, who I still believe could get on a little bit of a roll here and end up scoring 25 goals, maybe I would say 40 points, 50. I guess that's that's a good happy medium. Um, been failing to, to really get things going I, it looks like he's kind of struggling and, and really what I've stated and I still believe this he's just trying to do too much and this was a simple play yeah it was it was I would have to say probably a lucky play just because Maroon goes flying into the net and you know probably a half second later uh, the net goes flying out before you know You know, everybody goes barreling into the goaltender and we either get a goalie interference call or, you know, we get a stoppage in play just because of that. But if you look at the numbers from this game, the numbers don't lie. The Lightning were struggling. 25 shots on goal, 49% faceoff, 49% in the faceoff circle. Excuse me, I can't talk right now. Only drew one power play, 0 for 1 on that. But they were playing physical, and you can't really fault them for that. This was going to be a physical game. Toronto is a team that has been struggling all year, starting to get in the swing of things themselves, and divisional matchup as well. So you knew this was going to be a high-intensity, high-intense game. And they had 13 hits of their own. But the Lightning did a very good job of really clogging up the shooting lanes. And you saw it there in the blocks with 19 as opposed to Toronto's 8. So, really, when you when you break it all down, really what it comes down to is that the lightning needed to get things going a lot faster and and really, getting off to a good start is something that this team has not been able to do at all, really consistently throughout this season. So hopefully, like I said, I, I still firmly believe that, you know, teams, the teams, how they're playing, their performance, uh, come the end of December, however that team is playing, regardless, uh, unless there is some sort of really big injury, like, for example, a team like Vegas, who just picked up Jack Eichel. A team like that, who has a superstar waiting in the shadows. Now, granted, from a surgery that is as complex as his, we have no idea how his body is going to react, but if... He comes back and plays like Jack Eichel. Uh, Vegas could very well win the division, and so for a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, you know, as soon as Kucherov, I, and I, and I understand that, and we need to look at these, look at these wins and losses with a grain of salt, and say, yes, you know what, they're still competing, but this team is not the same without Kucherov. And we saw it last season as well. So maybe we look at these wins and losses a little bit differently as we would if '86 was on the ice. But I still, like I said, this team got to the dance last year without coach. Now, granted, having him in the in the roster on, on the on the bench really did wonders for this team in the playoffs. But still, um, as much as you know, I keep wanting to push the mantra: "Let's just get in the dance." We need to see more out of this team. Uh, especially coming off a good a very decent win streak such as what they did up in Toronto. And I still think that they were a better team than Toronto, who still looks all out of sorts and, and really that OT could have gone either way. And I, I still think that Tampa did a lot of good things, but it could have been better. So, we'll talk about the Ottawa game and how to, you know, the carryover for that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about two of today's sponsors. First sponsor up is DirectTV.Stream. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all your entertainment you love without the hassle. DirectTV.Stream brings you your live and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So, stop waiting and get your TV together with direct tv.stream that is the best part about all this no annual contract so no long-term commitment guess what you know if you don't like it you could just not re-sign after a year. But guess what? You're going to have to because it's so good. And this is the perfect plan for you. If you want to watch movies, you want to watch TV, you want to watch everything, but you don't want to pay a, a ton of money, but you also don't want to have that complicated. One subscription here, one subscription here. Go to Scream. I guarantee you this is the best package you could get out there. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Com. And I want to talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Indeed. Now, with everybody heading back to work and all the businesses starting open with COVID, yes, it it, it, it can be a little daunting to go out there and, and redo the resume or look for a new job. Whether you, you've been out of work or you're looking for a new job and a fresh start from COVID, well, guess what? Indeed is the perfect place for you and if you're hiring Don't struggle on your own to find the quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes it so simple to hire the best people possible. I mean, it really, you know, it actually makes me want to... Want to uh, start my own business. But you know what? I have a business here, and my business is lightning hockey. But at the same time, it also if I want to look for a job or especially some of my friends who want to, are looking for jobs indeed makes it so much easier for applicants star applicants like you to shine with 135 assessment test from cooking to coding pick the skills that are important important for you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent abilities faster. Get started right now. With a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Locked On. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Locked On. Indeed.com slash Locked On. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back here on the show discussing the Lightning's second leg of their Canadian trip, and that was up in Ottawa. Now, with this game, and I was kind of in and out on this, and so the best thing that I love to do is, and and I do this all the time, but I I love to kind of go back and just watch the highlight tape. I love to compare it kind of with fresh eyes with the stats. Because yes, you could watch a game, and, and watch the entire thing in this detail. But really looking at the general highlights and kind of painting the picture for yourself, really gets a sense of how this game was. I mean, you saw it in Toronto and, and some, to me at least, it provides a better sense of what happened, what how the atmosphere was on the ice. You could just, you know, the, the stat sheet tells the story here and it did in this Ottawa game. And the story, when you look at the stats, really was that the lightning Put up the goals. They 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 went toe to toe. They went toe to toe, which we haven't really seen other than Detroit. But I always say with the Detroit games that the the is the Red Wings are just one of those teams that just have a Lightning's number. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've gone back and I've watched the highlights. I've I've gone back and watched full length games. I still don't understand it. Uh, when the Red Wings come back on the schedule, I definitely we should do a crossover locked on Red Wings. But in this game, the Lightning kept kept putting their foot on the pedal and that's what they need to do. They really need to go from the opening puck drop to to the last buzzer 100%. And I'm not saying that they're not putting in the effort. No, but th- the mentality needs to be there. 33 shots on goal, still not a good night at the off circle, 48%, 1 for 2 on the power play, uh 20 hits and 12 blocks. So playing physical, getting in front of shots, clocking up the shooting lane. And the big story from this, obviously, was Palat and, and Stammer just really taking the reins of this team. And it was good to see some other supporting characters also score and get on the store sheet in this. You know, Kalorin is continuing his, his hot start to the year, a point uh, off an assist in this. Uh, Andre Palat, a goal with three points in this. Braden Point, three assists. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, finally good to see him get another sh- uh, another goal uh, as he's getting off to a slow start. But really, the Lightning need to have more wins like this. And especially with Brian Elliott net. And we're not going to see Brian Elliott 60 times this year, let's be realistic. Uh, so he's really going to have to show up and, and really do his job in a limited amount of ice time that he's going to get. I really still think that Brian Elliott should be out there probably. 20, 15 to 20 times this year. I think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to play Vasilevsky a lot, but not too much just because, you know, you're not trying to win the division. You're, you're not trying to win the president's trophy. You're just trying to get in. Plus I think they're trying to get as much out of him as possible before the Olympics, because, you know, you're definitely going to need to pick your spots with him as you go ahead. So this was a great win to kind of get it back on track, especially with what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, next couple of games really tough really really tough uh and that's why i really thought that it was really important that they went up to canada and swept those two games because you have carolina tomorrow night you got florida on saturday and then you have the new york islanders next monday those are going to be three very tough teams to play obviously we all know what carolina hurricanes could do one of the best teams in the national hockey league Florida Panthers we've already seen them this year and the New York Islanders who are one of those teams where I put them in the category with Toronto right now in terms of just not really consistently being able to get anything going at the same time the New York Islanders are one of those teams that could just turn it on at any moment we've seen them do that in the playoffs and I've on the other hand, also have heavily criticized them for just not having a prime scorer, scorers, plural. So really, I think that what it comes down to is that really the lightning need to win two out of their next three. They really do. Because I, I still firmly believe that this team could finish in first place by could be could finish in first place by the end of of the month and not having to to go out there and have that must win attitude to where oh we got to be at the top of the division oh we got to be in the president's trophy conversation no this team is that talented with andre vasileski behind them in net that i don't see a reason as to why that shouldn't be too crazy of an idea As the standings look, you got Florida up in first place with 21 points. Uh, Toronto's in second with 15. And you have Tampa sitting there in third for 14. And then after that, it's just kind of like a whole big disaster and just weird teams. You have Detroit, who's been playing very well this year. You know, they have a very young team. And and when we did the last crossover with the Red Wings, it it was... I kind of spoke... And I kind of hinted at it about how this team is still two, three years away from being a top tier team. But if they want to play a little dangerous, they have the young talent to make noise right now. And it seems like they're doing that. And it it seems like they were getting very serious about it especially with the acquisition in the offseason of of Nindelkovich uh, from Carolina, which I still, to this day, can't believe that Carolina traded him away. But after that, you got Buffalo, Boston, those two teams separated by two points. And then you got Ottawa, who obviously we saw what they could do. They're they're a feisty team. Ottawa's a feisty team uh, that I wouldn't count them out just yet. You get a hot goaltender. And they could bump up uh, to and, and make a play for that last fourth, that that fourth spot in the division. And then Montreal is just in disarray right now. I don't know what's going on with them. I. I I mean, it's gotten to the point where Cole Caulfield is in the minor leagues, which is a wild sentence to say. I don't I, I highly doubt he's gonna be down there for the for the rest of the season. Uh, this is just a move for him to get his head on straight, and he's just too talented of a player to, to stay down that that long. So I, I wouldn't i I would expect him to be back by the all-star break. But really, Tampa, like I said, I think that they could go ten and three. I mean, yeah, ten and three this entire entire month because you get into a groove with Carolina and Florida and New York and you go two and three during that stretch you got Philly who is another one of those teams that just has yet to find their identity just you know they 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 have their ups and their downs sometimes they look like they could make a play for the metropolitan division and other times it just looks like they're just posers so really that's a game where i could see them coming out and making a hard time of it for the lightning and then you got new jersey after that who i really think the lightning should take care of business relatively easily with them and then you got minnesota and then Philly again, and then Seattle, which is a team I'm not completely sold on, but that's why this last stretch of games and this first week of the month was so important. And thus far, you know, off to a decent start, off to a good start, all things considered. You know, two and one, who could argue with that? think they should have won the toronto game though uh i'll I'll wrap things up and and talk about the division as well as some more of the schedule in just a little bit but first i want to talk about today's last sponsor and that is bill bar i love thanksgiving all that good food treats and plenty of them i mean you got whether you like the turkey the stuffing or for my favorite part the dessert that comes after Sometimes it feels like there's a little excess. And if you feel the same way, guess what? Maybe you should grab a yummy dessert that isn't full of calories and sugar. And that's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar, bam, comes out with these great flavors, great tasting, low, super healthy, low sugar, all, everything. And guess what? They're here just in time for Thanksgiving with new stuff. Uh, You know, one slice of pie, I'll put this in perspective. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most built bars only have 130. So think about it, would you rather have a pie and possibly feel terrible about yourself and fall asleep before the Thursday night game starts for the NFL? Or do you want to eat a Bilt Bar, recharge yourself, and get ready for some more football after you've been watching a bunch of football all day? So replace the coconut cream pie with some coconut Bilt Bar or go for the raspberry Bilt Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Like I said, lots of good flavors to replace any pie. So they're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, and the best part? covered in 100% real chocolate. Bring it to your family gatherings. Get your family hooked, okay? that The best part about Built Bar is that you could order a box with all the same flavor if you just wanna try out one flavor to start, or you could order a bunch of flavors. Bring it to the family gathering. Bring it to Thanksgiving. Have at, just throw it at people. Say, hey, you know what? You look like you need a, a built bar, Uncle David. So go ahead to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. And you only get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBart.com. And don't forget Black Friday is coming up. Mark your calendar because on Black Friday, there will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises at BiltBart.com. So once again, when you go to order your gift, the food that you will be bringing to the table, literally at Thanksgiving, go to BiltBart.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbart.com. Com. And we're wrapping things up here on Locked On Lightning. Once again, I want to thank everybody for the consistent support, the love that you've shown us, not only throughout the season, but just forever. Since, you know, and, and you know who you are. All the excitement that you have you've you've reached out to the show on Twitter, Instagram, all of you. Thank you. I always appreciate it. You know, without you guys. It would just be me talking to a microphone by myself. But I love the interactions I have with you guys. So if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, talk some lightning hockey, talk about something I said on the show. You know, if you don't like some of my takes, that's fine. Listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Go ahead and... And reach out to me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D E N K Y D A N K. Love to hear from all of you. And if you really like the show, if you're feeling really, really generous, we would love and appreciate a review on iTunes. And I believe Spotify also allows you to rate. So please go ahead and give us a five-star review it really helps the show going forward and once again just continue to hear the enthusiasm from all of you about lightning hockey and the show so really jumping back into things here i want to talk about the standings to just and and, and kind of continue the conversation that i left off at the last segment is that the atlantic division a once in my mind, of once very competitive division where it seems like a new team comes out every year. And that's still the same, you know, that's still the story here. New team comes out every year and kind of is a pain in the butt for the Lightning. But it's also turned into the Bermuda Triangle for me. And that, the reasoning for that is because the Boston Bruins, they're obviously, you know, kind of on the kind of past the hill of their prime as just a team in general uh you know they 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 have some older players they have a good mix of old and young players but the boston bruins through nine games sitting in six plays through with a five four five and four record with 10 points and we also have to look at this the other way with you know buffalo is just you know, through the whole Jack Eichel saga that has just engulfed this franchise over the last, I want to say, eight months, just, you know, you got to tip your cap to them. And I've spoken about Detroit in the past about how really, you know, they're a tough team and they're a team probably when I look at the calendar of the divisional opponents for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're a team I don't look forward to. I'd rather and, and you know I might be jinxing myself in the lightning but I'd rather play Florida than the Detroit Red Wings they are the, the Detroit Red Wings are a team that legitimately scares me because they're the team like I stated before is that really they shouldn't be hitting their ceiling for another two to five years they shouldn't be playing at this level for another two to five years but they have built up the young talent over the last couple of seasons uh all thanks to former Lightning GM, Steve Geiserman. They've built up the talent and has shown that, you know, if they want to go for it, they could go for it. And they are absolutely going for it. Tied with the Lightning for fourth, well, third in division, only separated by winning percent uh, points percentage, excuse me. So, really just a very strange start to the season. And I, can only ima- I, I can't even imagine what this division is going to look like by the end of November. But I guarantee you, there's going to be a team, whether it be Ottawa or Detroit or even Buffalo, that is going to really surprise you and, and is really, I think, is really going to turn this division and kind of put the other teams on notice. I think... I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know we see kind of Toronto sag a little bit during this month because you know the NHL is going to have them have a tough have a have a tough schedule, um, and I'm not fully convinced that that team is still. You know, this is as good as their record dictates seven, four and one, 15 points on the season. You know, they, they did get it together after kind of a little bit of an abysmal start to the season. But still, uh, they got a long way to go. 70 more games is a long way for this team. And if they're going to continue to play like this, you know, I, I would expect the Lightning to kind of get back some revenge on them uh, so stay tuned for that uh and obviously i i want to continue you know where, where i want to continue this discussion on social media on twitter so if you follow us on the twitter account on lo underscore lightning please tweet to the show tell us what you think about this division thus far is it right around where you thought it would be or is it maybe you know A little bit of a surprise because you know what I don't think anyone predicted this I don't think anyone predicted Buffalo being where they are and and I think they're gonna turn into a team that you would see kind of like how the Islanders and the Stars have been just kind of more so defensive oriented kind of just playing the better teams tough and just playing with a chip on their shoulder and trying to play spoiler Um, like I said I'd rather have the Lightning play Toronto or Florida For the rest of the season in terms of divisional opponents but having said that i think the lightning are in a good spot right now overall i think the lightning are just in terms of the schedule uh are in a good spot and like i said i think that really how the rest of this month plays out is really going to determine what kind of team we see in December because it could go either way. I don't expect them to be terrible. I don't expect them to fall the way to the bottom by Boston, Ottawa and Montreal, but I don't expect them to be mediocre so we'll have to wait and see so in the meantime please go ahead once again and like and subscribe to the show and in the meantime follow us on our social media accounts for news and updates surrounding the show and I'll check in back with you tomorrow so that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning part of Locked On Podcast Network I'm your host Adam Danker I'll talk to you in the next one